Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. You are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, we all sing. Praise the Lord. Before you sit down, give your neighbor a high five. Just don't hit him in the head. Come on, somebody. (laughs) You may be seated. How many are blessed to be here in the house of God this morning? Wow, we had an amazing conference. Can somebody just give God a big shout of praise and glory? We just want to say thank you for all of you that were, that were going back and forth, that stood. But we want to take some time to thank our worship team. I know they just walked off. But how many know that our worship team did an amazing job? Our media team, they did a fantastic job back there. I mean, our sound team, Brother Rudy, was back and forth. I mean, from uh, carrying a backpack and everything, Uh, Judah, DJ. I mean, all of them just did an amazing job. Our resource, I mean, all of them. I'm I'm telling you, I mean, from everything. And uh, I've got a lot of good uh, reports, those that were watching it online and uh, they, they saw everything. When I say everything, they saw everything. Even screenshots to me and Pastor Danny Soto sitting there looking like we were lonely. But, uh, I mean, they saw everything. That's how clear our cameras were and everything. But we just want to thank our ushers, uh, our nursery, our children's team, uh, every single person that worked. I mean, they just did a fantastic, fantastic job. Amen. So, so let's continue to get into the Word of God and uh, like to pick up uh, where Pastor Reuben was uh, ministering on faith and famine. And uh, we want to go ahead and continue on that, on the blessings of being faithful. I believe every single one of us in this room today, we have been through some, some, some testings. We've been through some trials. We've been through some things in our lives. And our, our faith has been tested. And, you know, some of us can, we can testify to either both. And I don't say this rudely, and I don't say this with being uncompassioned, but we experience where testings and trials where we may have fell away from God, meaning that we walked away from God because the trials or the the testings that we've gone through got so heavy and we walked away from God. Then there are those that came back to Christ and realized, you know, that was the wrong choice to do. And a lot of us that are mature in the Lord, and we've, we, we know that these are seasons that we go through. And I want you to understand that even though that you serve God year after year, month after month, and you think it's going to get easier, can I tell you a little secret? Storms don't go away. After you finish one storm and after you finish one trial, you need to put your hands in the air and say, okay, God, I know another one is coming. That's just the way it goes. I mean, you got to prepare yourself that uh, no matter what you face and no matter what you go through, there are going to be testings in our lives. And you have to come to a place of your life that you have to be faithful of what God is going to do. Can somebody say amen? First thing that we want to look at, we want to look at the blessings of faithfulness. There is great blessings behind our faithfulness in God and how we handle ourselves and how we, we go through certain things of our lives. And you have to understand that a promise to, to those uh, that you, well, whatever you go through, whatever you, you, you the famine or the, the testings in your lives, you have to be faithful in those things. And, and I'm a witness to it. There are times in my life where I literally feel like, okay, God, uh, I mean, 
mean? Uh, I, I thought I got through through one trial. I thought I got through this one, and that was a big one, and, and another one comes. But what I've learned in the seasons of these hard times that we go through, God prepares you where you are able to face the next one, and you look back and go, how in the world did I get through that? And it's in you and it's into the after fact because we don't look through it, you know, in, in the midst of it. You're you're at a place like, how am I going to make it? And we'll get there in a little bit. But the scripture in the book of Psalms 33, verse 18 and 19, Psalms 33, verse 18 and 19 says, behold, the eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear him upon them that hope in his mercies to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. So a promise to those in famine, physically and spiritually and socially, you have to realize that even in the times of the famine and even in the times of the things that you're going through, his mercy and his power and his grace is going to be there and keep us alive in those times. I love what the book of Psalms 37 says. Psalms 37 verse 16, it says, A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. Can somebody say amen to that? For those arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upon the, the righteous, the Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil times, and in the days of the famine, they shall be satisfied. And I want you to understand here today, church, Living Word family, that God wants to make us faithful in the times of the testing. God wants to know that you are prepared, that you have the right resources, but you got to tap in to the power of God, of knowing if you are faithful, he will be faithful. But I also realize that God will always be faithful, even when you're bad, even when you turn on him. Our God is always faithful to us. But I love the fact that when you are faithful to him in the testings, that you are faithful to him in all of these things that you're going through, there is a great releasing from heaven. There is a great releasing that will come. And I really believe that's what we're inheriting today in our church. God has seen our church go through many things, and many of you have seen that from day one. But because our pastor, our shepherd, has pushed through no matter what, and we're seeing a great blessings upon our church. God is so good. This is where true faith grows and glorifies God. I've learned in the times of our testing, I learned in the times of, of trouble and famine, all I could do is worship God. All I could do is lift up my hands to God. All I could do is just praise God. All I could do is weep and say, God, if you got me to this point, if you got me to this situation, all that you can do, God, is get me out of it. All you could do is get me out of this situation. I'll be faithful to you of knowing there is a breakthrough. And that's what we might find uh, found uh, into the praise and the honor of the glory of God. Uh, this is something that we know about Joseph, uh, known uh, by his faithfulness, not controlled by circumstances. Uh, this is what we know by Daniel, who was offered the very best. Uh, I mean, he could have bowed down to, 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 to the king, bowed down to the wrong things, uh, but he said, no, uh, I might have to go through everything. I might have to be in the fire. I might have to lose everything. I might have to go ahead and say no to certain things. But God, if I go ahead and do all this, God, if I walk away from things, God, that I don't understand, God, please get me out of it. And that's what we see with Daniel. He could have made it easy for his life. See, the problem with faithfulness is that people 
think it's faithfulness, but it's really the, the things that we want to make easy in our lives. See, so many times we want to make life easy for us. We want to pick up extra stuff so that, so that we can meet all of our needs. Can I be truthful here? I get it. There's, sur- there's survival mode. I get it. I get it. I get it. But God is saying, uh, if you are trying to be on that and not be faithful to me, you're going to neglect me. Meaning if you put more hours in overtime, uh, you try to get another job to make ends need, uh, what you're going to do, you're going to rob yourself uh, of getting closer to God, uh, getting closer to church, uh, getting closer to the things of God. uh, And God is saying, no, 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 that's not what I want you to do. I want you to be faithful to me because when you're faithful to me, I'll take care of you. We see with Ezekiel, his wife, when he died, when she died, he carried on the next day and did what God commanded him to do. We go through little trials, little petty trials. I'm not going to go to church today. Forget it. I just never, never, this never, forget it, God. He lost his wife. And then the very next day, he went back and did what God commanded him to do. Think about that. Think about how petty we are in the faithfulness of God. Think about sometimes in our lives how we put God second because we want to make ourselves comfortable. It's too cold today. It's raining. I just washed my car. Didn't say it in the forecast. Forget it. I'm just going to leave my car in the garage and I'll watch online. Sorry if that was you. (laughs) Paul said this in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 24. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself so I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God we have a course that you and I need to finish way I look at it in life and if you've been serving a God, God a long time even if you failed in the midst of that time you have to say to yourself I came all of this way why should I quit now why you came this far I don't know what minister said it the other day. It's like uh, you try to go ahead and you, you do all this and you try to get back into the world. Uh, you don't even know how to be worldly again. So why even try? Just be faithful to God and say, God, I'm messed up. I'm jacked up. I'm bruised. Uh, I'm wounded. Uh, but I'm going to lift my hands to you. Uh, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. Uh, I'm going to do whatever it is. Just keep going forward. The issues of life is not survival, but faithfulness. And that's what I love about this point is that the issue of life is not survival, but it's faithfulness. Uh, you see, a lot of people think uh, by just coming to church, uh, by just survival, uh, and just, you know, well, I'm here and that's it. Uh, but are you faithful into being in that survival mode? Well, I'm just going to fake it until I make it. No, you're not going to make it. You have to come to a place of your life that I'm just going to be faithful to God even when I lost everything. 
Faithfulness in famine releases the blessings uh, and the power of God. If I could say it this way, faithfulness uh, in the midst of losing everything, uh, being faithful of losing everything releases the blessings and the power of God. Uh, I think about uh, all the things that we have gone through and I begin to think about how God has been good, uh, how God's power has been upon my life, uh, how God restores uh, and moves. And in those times, you don't think about it. Some of you right now are so blessed, you wouldn't have everything that you have right now if it wasn't for God. You clap, but I want you to understand, don't forget that. Don't take God's grace and his, and his, uh, and, and his mercy for granted. Because in that time, you have to realize, God, I will be faithful to you. I love the fact that throughout the conference, you know, how everybody was, that was my first big conference with, with Living Word, and man, I mean, every time, every altar call, every sermon, I just wept to God. And I was sharing with Pastor a little while ago. I said, God, it was just a refreshing to see what God is doing. How God is doing something in our churches, in all of our pastors, in all of the cities. And, you know, I think about what, what God is about to do with, uh, with Pastor Anthony and Pastor Soto. Uh, I'm still in mourning and still crying. Don't act like you're not. But could you imagine if pastor would be, no, I'm keeping them because I need them. But the way pastor thinks is if I be faithful to God, God raises up new people. And God is going to raise up people in their cities, in, the, in their cities. And it's a, it's a domino effect that takes place. See, a lot of times we want to hold on to certain things because it's survival mode. It, you know, we want to hold on to things because uh, I needed to survive. No, we don't. You didn't have it before until God gave it to you. Isaac almost made the mistake of, of not knowing what God gave him. In the book of Genesis chapter 26 says these words in verse 1, And there was famine in the land. Besides the first famine that was in the days of Abe, and Isaac went unto, to, you know that name there, you can say it. I'll be speaking in tongues if I say that one. The king of the Philistines, and the Lord said unto him, Go not into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee. So journey in on in this land that I will be with thee and will bless thee. Then Isaac sold in the land and received in the same year 100 fold and the Lord blessed him. I shared this in a sermon a couple of weeks ago. of resources and, and, you know, certain things. And I'm a, I'm a logic guy. I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a data type guy. And I've learned that in the situations that we're in, I go ahead and not put all in the paper and put it all into Excel and all of that because if I did that, I would literally freak my brains out and probably jump somewhere. But I realize, I say, God... You know what we have. You know everything, and I put it in your hands. And every single day, every single week, every single thing, God has just blessed us and blessed us and blessed us and blessed us. But you won't know until you put your cares, your things into God's hands. And God will bless you 100-fold. And you're like, well, Pastor, I've tried it. 
That's the problem. When you begin to say, okay, God, here it is. When you begin to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. No, no, no. You just go by faith. You just do it without thinking. You just keep on doing it. You just keep on giving without doing it. It's just, you just keep doing it by faith of knowing that God is going to make every single need in your life. Abraham was blessed. We see this in the book of Galatians chapter 3. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is in every one that had to hang on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Where is your faith? That's the question I want to ask you as a church. Where is your faith? Where is your faith in Christ? Where is your faith in the situation you're in? Where is your faith of what God is going to do? Where is your faith? Uh, And there is a blessings of revival through faithfulness. Uh, And this is what we're seeing. Uh, We're seeing this through our very own eyes uh, of our pastor being faithful uh, over the years, over the years, over the years uh, of being faithful. Uh, And he speaks about it all the time. Uh, This building was literally, if I can say it this way, uh, this land uh, was given to us. Uh, This land uh, was handed over uh, to living word. Uh, And I'm here today to tell you uh, is that when you begin to be faithful, uh, you begin to to have uh, all of these things. There is blessings uh, of revival uh, through faithfulness. See, your faithfulness determines what's next for us. You're like, oh, I don't mean anything to this church. Yes, it does. God is faithful to to us in the times of crisis, so we need to be faithful to him in every situation of our lives. God is just too good to us. The other day, I I was literally weeping. There's a song by Brandon Lake, Gratitude, and I just kept playing it and playing it, playing it and playing it. And there was no reason for it. I just, I, I was in the mold of just thanking God how faithful he has been to me, my wife, and my kids. Playing it over and over and over and over, not knowing why I just kept weeping and weeping and crying. Until God got a hold of me and said, no matter what you've gone through, you've been faithful and you're starting to see how good I am. And I got that because I'm a PK kid. I was raised in church. But I had to go through something to realize how God, how good God is. And just maybe, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, God is trying to get your attention to so that you can realize how faithful God is to you. And when you realize that, and when you get to that place of your life, you're going to weep, you're going to cry, and you're going to say, God, I'm sorry for taking you for granted. God, I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm here today to tell you, if you just begin to put your hands and say, God, here I am, God. I'm worthless without you. I'm nothing without you. No matter if I have nothing, God, I will be faithful to you. I will go ahead and just give you everything that I have because you gave me everything. I love what Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7 and 8 says. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be a tree planted by the waters and spread out his roots by the river and shall not see when heat come in. And they shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. 
think about this church, faithfulness in famine, crisis, trials, glorifies God and releases blessings in your life. Church, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing in your life. But there is a great blessing upon this church. When you walk into this place, you are walking into an inheritance that God has given this church. The way I look at it, when I drive up this, when I drive up here into the parking lot, I'm honored just to drive in here. I'm honored to come and minister the word of God. I'm honored to pray. I'm honored of what position that we could do in the church. And, and with that says to God, I'm, I'm just, I want to be faithful to you in no matter what. Because I want you to understand, God owes us nothing. And when you get to that point and you realize that God owes us nothing, we owe God our lives. We owe God our lives. God is faithful to us. Faithfulness in crisis, faithfulness in your trials glorifies God and releases his blessings. Throughout the Bible, God has never failed to bless the faithfulness of his people. Never. I could stand up here for hours and tell you how faithful God has been to me. I could go over every trial, every crisis, and tell you, my God has been faithful to me. There have been times where I wanted to quit. Oh, there's lots of times. But when you're faithful to God, he releases a supernatural blessing and power within us. No matter how you walk in through these doors, no matter how your situation is, no matter how your marriage may be, no matter how your finances may be, you be faithful to God. When you get into the house of God and you worship God, you praise God with all of your heart. You lift up your hands to God. You praise God with everything, with everything that you have within you. You say, God, here it is, God. You've been faithful to me. I'll be faithful to you, God. I'm going to do it, God. God is so good. I want you to stand to your feet. Would you all lift your hands to Jesus in this place today? Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And God, we come before you right now that you have forgive us, Lord, in the times of our testings, in the times of our trials, that we fall short in being faithful to you. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you're watching online. This is your opportunity right now to give your life to God. 
When you want to say that, say this prayer out loud with all of us. Say, Father, I come to you asking you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart today and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen.